0: Welcome back to Payday, the global payroll podcast from CloudPay. I'm your host,
1: David Brock. People ask me, is it possible to have one single provider? Mm -hmm. And uh, what are the challenges for it? And I have been able to answer that, yes, it is possible. (laughs) I'm in that situation. And it has no challenges, but benefits to it.
0: In this episode of Payday, I sit down with Ricardo, the Global Director of Payroll at Groupon, and with John Pierce from CloudPay to discuss why multinational companies should look to consolidate their payroll operations and how Groupon and others can prepare for that transformation.
1: Today we have a standardization of processes across the globe. We have reporting standardization, standardization, sorry, and we have also um, the efficiencies that we have today. It reduces the amount of errors that were created before. Welcome again to the Payday Podcast.
0: Today I have two great guests, Ricardo from Groupon who heads their global payroll, and John, John Pierce, the SVP here at CloudPay, who heads our payroll operations. Ricardo, John, welcome to the Payday podcast.
1: Thank you.
0: Thanks. Happy to be here, David. Absolutely. So this is a great time for us to talk about payroll. We launched this podcast because we felt that payroll is being elevated to a more strategic discussion, yet somehow it's avoided the podcast venue for communicating. So we, we've been using the venue really to talk about what analysts are seeing in the space, what uh, some of our customers are seeing in the space, and how payroll professionals can adapt to kind of a more strategic payroll function. So, Ricardo, I know you've been with Groupon for a long time now, about five years or so?
1: About five years. About
0: five years, yeah. yeah. And you've seen a lot of change there over that time. So maybe just briefly, What's been the big change in Groupon in the last five years and its approach to global payroll?
1: Groupon has changed uh, tremendously in terms of what we used to do and what we do today. And that is because uh, one of the main goals was to move to a single provider, uh, which successfully we managed to to do that, and we can see the benefits of it today. Mm -hmm. Before, we used to be in 47 countries, 40 different uh, payroll providers, different people processing payroll, um, and it was uh, from th- systematic to spreadsheets. Today, by having a single provider, we have been able to automate most of the processes that, that mm-hmm. we got, and this is something that I'm passionate about as well. And uh, it is important uh, to me and the business. Uh, we, In fact, uh, this year, one of our goals is to have most of the information that we utilize in my department uh, to be automated. Uh, so there's going to be some investing in uh, time uh, 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 and also uh, anything that we perform in the business so that mm-hmm. we can make it more automated and eliminate most of the the paperwork or templates that we use today.
0: And is it changing, so over that time that you've been at Groupon, has the team structure changed as well? Have you seen a more efficient, a leaner team in payroll now that you've moved away from 40-some vendors to a single provider?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We have seen that uh, today we have a standardization of processes across the globe. We have a reporting standardization, standardization, sorry, and we have also, um, uh, uh, the efficiencies that we have today, uh, it, is, um, it reduces the amount of uh, errors that were created before to a probably, I would say, a 95 percent uh, error-free. So with the way on structured, do you have shared service centers you've established?
0: How are your actual people working together and covering the 18 or so countries that you're in?
1: So we have sub-regions. Uh, One is the background and knowledge of international payroll. And the other one is based on languages. Mm-hmm. So at the moment we got uh, three subregions in Europe. One is in Milan, uh, the other one is uh, in London, and the other one is uh, in Dublin. Uh, for Asia Pacific, we got one based in um, in Bangalore, India, and this is where we manage all our uh, um, Asia Pacific countries. Yeah, so
0: John, your team has had a support group on this entire time. Absolutely. Have, uh, what have you seen change in the way Groupon's doing payroll now than what it was when they first came to us, both from their side and just even the way our team supports them?
2: Well, I think the introduction of the automated in- interface for, from the Groupon HR platform into our payroll system is absolutely the single biggest change. Um, to get there, Groupon switched out their HR platform right at the beginning of their journey. I went through a process of onboarding the new platform, got that up and running, cleaned all the data out, was then able to drive payroll processing from the data they were holding in the new HR platform. Um, And then we went through a fairly lengthy process of of connecting as much of the data as we could um, from that point of entry into the HR system through a nice integration um, and into the Cloud Pay application. So, that's had an impact on the speed with which data moves or its accuracy? Absolutely, it's that accuracy. Once it gets into the HR platform at Groupon, we know we can trust that data. Um, that data is coming across to us on, on a much more regular feed. We don't just wait till payroll cut off and try and mm-hmm. dump a load of data in. We're taking that data continuously. We don't have as many, we have nowhere near as many issues with the data loading or the data being complete or the data just being. You know, somebody hasn't tip-typed that into a, they haven't tried to copy and paste that from one report into our template or something like this. Yeah. And so all of those just, you know, little silly errors, they just don't happen because the interface doesn't come into work with a hangover, it doesn't come into work with an attitude, it just works.
0: Not gonna ask you what you think about people, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like you prefer automation. But you know, I was just talking to an analyst and one of the things, and we see this in our own, um, customers and prospects, they'll usually tackle HR transformation and then they'll tackle payroll transformation and there's usually about a 12-month gap between the two. Now Groupon didn't take that approach, right? So Groupon, it sounds like you guys kind of did Cloud Pay and your HR application around the same
1: time. Exactly, precisely that we um, had both implementations at the same time, so we began with the uh, payroll implementation at one point, Uh, we used to have a different system and that system then got replaced by uh, Workday and at that point it became uh, two systems being, being implemented, which was very challenging, but yet, uh, the results that we see today by doing so are are amazing because we had the same information provided in two systems. So we had implementation for payroll. We had the same information being fed to to that implementation as well as any any configuration that we were doing in Workday. It was precisely the same. So that actually support in a way the things that that we wanted to uh, to have in, ter- in terms of data validation in terms of the data being 100% in both uh, systems
0: so um, w- when you look back at that decision to do them concurrently five years later do you still recommend that do you would you say multinational companies should consider doing two at the same time
1: um, I Perhaps wouldn't say to recommend <laughs> it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you're brave enough to do it, then do it. But you need to have the right resources in both sides so that you're able to support it and, and work together so that you are able to, to, to accomplish what you, what you need to do. But the to me, probably the best way to do it would be that you implement the HR system first so you know exactly where you got. And that data, because you are implementing those integrations uh, to ensure that that data is fitting through to your um, payroll system as Mm -hmm. well.
0: And just to be clear, you're talking about a single HR application for the entire population within your Absolutely. And right now, Groupon has one HR application across the globe, one payroll application across the globe. That is correct. You're listening to Payday, the global payroll podcast from CloudPay. As we've heard in this episode, securing buy-in and resources to support a global payroll transformation is key to its success. If you'd like some help in establishing that organizational buy-in for a truly transformative payroll experience, visit paydaypodcast.net, scroll down to the resources section and download the free report on building a compelling business case for global payroll. Now let's get back to the show. You've done a lot at Groupon over your time there. What's probably the thing you're most proud of?
1: Well, I'm proud of that we were able to, um, which most companies at the moment, they are debating whether or not they have one single provider, one, two, having integrations between system A and system B, and uh, in addition to that, integrations from system B to system C. And we have accomplished that. So I'm very proud that that uh, we have a very consistent uh, team as well that supports the, the business. And we have all these integrations that I'm, uh, that I, I'm very passionate about.
0: So automation, integration, big topic in the industry right now. Clearly you guys are ahead of the curve in many respects, but you haven't automated everything. I imagine there are still opportunities, and I know that's one of the big initiatives for you guys this year. Um, where, where do you see gaps in the payroll industry around automation right now?
1: The gap in the automations at the moment, it, it has to do with, um, it's, still, it's not 100%. So we still have uh, uh, data that is still not being provided through an integration. And this data refers to the local payroll information that is a requirement in each country, which we need to um, somehow work towards having that information in our HR system, or global HR system, Mm -hmm. being able to identify all these different uh, fields for uh, each country that requires it. And then being able to to submit it through an integration so that you have everything 100% Uh, going from system A to system B.
0: So obviously there's some integration gaps there that uh, that exist in uh, the payroll ecosystem. So John, kind of from a vendor perspective, how are you seeing this developing? How is the vendor ecosystem changing to uh, fill some of those integration gaps?
2: So I I certainly think that there's um, desire to get there. Um, I think the payroll industry has tried to grab the 80% of data that's common across all countries and can easily be consumed from a global HR system. I think what Ricardo is talking about is we now need to, to figure out how best to handle the remaining 20%. If you look at a single country HR payroll system, uh, US is a great example. There is a high degree of automation. You can literally put every piece of information in the US specific HR system that you need to drive US payroll and the same uh, available in other single large countries. The challenge is how do you deploy that on a global scale? How do you make that a reality in 80 countries? Um, And that's something we're doing a lot of work at here. We're trying to come up with a clever solution to handle the local payroll information, um, and at least be able to hold that and make it visible within our payroll application. Um, We then need a nice clever strategy with some of the major players in the HR industry to make sure in their global HR systems they have a way a place or a way for us to be able to get that data into our system using a nice clean automated integration and I think you know we'll get there in the next couple of years I think those global systems are aligned and ready to, to make that journey what I think is maybe a bit more of a long-term plan is how do you get that down to you know most global payroll providers will use some in country partners or ICPs or however you want to use that terminology but how do we connect our ecosystem to the gross net engine in Kazakhstan or the gross net engine in Nigeria so that we have this total flow of complete data down to that gross net engine so that we move all the right data fields into the right position so that math calculation, uh, which can sometimes be very complex, um, can happen appropriately. And so that, that system can then spit out the, the right net pay, the right tax collect, uh, calculation and the right Um, tax submission form. Very Mm -hmm. particular to that country. I think that's a really complicated and interesting puzzle for for, for the industry to look at over the next few years.
0: Yeah, And you know that kind of brings me to the next topic. Integrations deal a lot with data movement. We've got a big regulatory change. Groupon's a global company. You deal with um, global data. So how did you approach GDPR? I know this has been talked about for years and I'm sure you guys are far, uh, far advanced in your preparedness, but how did you approach getting ready for GDPR across all of your departments?
1: Right, so we began last year with that, with the GDPR topic, which has been really big across Europe. And Groupon will establish a committee, from di- people from different departments to support, uh, to support the, the transition and to ensure that we are compliant. And um, the work began last year, as I mentioned. And uh, once the committee was formed, then communications started to to flow through different uh, departments, and also uh, to see whether our vendors, merchants, or employee data, specifically in my department, was uh, how do we treat it? how do we uh, deal with different providers in terms of how, what data would do we provide, mm-hmm. uh, what data it is um, um, involved that is uh, part of that requirement. And um, a few months later, now we, have, we are ready to, to deploy this uh, uh, GDPR across the business. Um, we have created different ways of training, uh, different communications as well. Also, we have been working with different uh, uh, providers and uh, also any partners that we got so that we can furthermore find any solutions that we may need to implement on our side. Yeah.
0: And uh, obviously, tons of audit trails and uh, audits going through. Yeah. But if you look at GDPR, beyond payroll across industries, you kind of get this sense that a lot of the world isn't ready for it, right? And there are levels of ambiguity throughout that regulation that almost telegraph the fact that there's uncertainty about how this should be implemented and what the thresholds should be. So, John, maybe let's take this to you. I know we're obviously a data processor, control a lot of uh, data, have a lot of data move through our systems. How do you see some of our other customers getting ready for it? How are we getting ready for it?
2: And what's that ambiguity meant for companies? Well, I think at Cloud Pay, data security and data protection has always been high up our agenda. Um, a lot of customers you know, quite rightly expect us to treat their data with the ap- utmost consideration and care, and they trust us with that data. Um, so it's always been something that we've been trying to use technology to solve. Um, And we continue to expand that use of technology with our IT InfoSec team heavily involved in our preparation for GDPR. Clearly, there's a human element. Your security is only going to be good as the weakest link. So you you need a training program for all of your employees, um, specifically the ones that are handling customers' data on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. um, making sure they know, know very simple things like a clean desk policy, what that actually means. You know, making sure you don't leave a, a pay slip on a on a photocopy, and making sure you know when you're walking around, you don't have your screen showing up bank details and things like that. So there's all of that, but there's also with GDPR and I think the the potential for the fine, which is now you know four percent, four percent of the world's, Gross fund, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it, it's ridiculous—not ridiculous, but it's a very significant increase in potentially what would have been the the fine pre-DGP. And I think that's really got everybody's focus and making sure um, people are preparing. And that so you need to go through your policies and procedures and make sure you have all of those things in place, so that should the worst happen, you've done what you could to to try and prevent it, and therefore you limit some of some of that vulnerability. Um, I think what we'll see is once this goes into enforcement, it'll take a few months until people really start to understand what does that actually mean. I think there'll be some ongoing process adaptions, um, particularly around the the right to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. In the payroll world, we need to retain certain records um, due to the regulations of the country, Um, but we don't need to retain them all. So it's really understanding Uh, If an employee or a customer's employee comes back to the company and says, you know, I want you to delete all of my personal details under my right to be forgotten, how are we going to handle that? How are we going to go down into all the systems where that data has been present, unpick what we need to keep for a statutory requirement, which overrides GDPR, but what we actually don't need for that requirement and therefore we need to delete? And I think as you try and get into that, that's some of the complexity that I think will take many more months to really understand.
1: I was a a participant in one of the uh, European, uh, part of the European Commission, uh, uh, GDPR uh, seminars. And they explained that the rules at the moment are not quite clear either. It's going to take some time to adapt to what that rule, or what that regulation means. So I think it's going to take a while before we get to a point that we know exactly, as John, John mentioned, where we're going to be.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. So I think GDPR is a huge topic. We're probably going to have a separate podcast on it. John, sounds like you're volunteering to be a guest already. (laughs) Ricardo, maybe you as well. We'll see how it plays out over the next few months. Like where we are at. But I think what's really unique about your at least relationship with CloudPay is you've spoken to a lot of our customers and you've spoken to a lot of our prospects.
1: Correct. So
0: in those conversations, have you started to see a theme around what organizations are asking? before they commit to a payroll provider? What are kind of s- some common questions that you're facing? You know, forget just about like reputational, like they want to know is this vendor, you know, actually trustworthy or any of those things, but just broader on the payroll space. Uh,
1: typically what I get is um, a capability. Is, is this um, provider being able to process that many payrolls at one time? Um, that's one. The other one is um, uh, integrations. I've been talking to a lot of people that are, that, that do have Workday today, and how is that integration working? Because they don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what is going through? What isn't? Um, also, the other query that I get all the time is uh, customer support, and um, and based on what my experience been is 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 it's been great, it's just um, good partnering between uh, Cloud Pay and, and, and Groupon. Um, other question that I may get is um, also cost. And I think cost is one of the main things that, mm-hmm. that businesses talked about. Um, um, and uh, I've I mentioned that we have saved lots of money based on the decision yeah. that we made.
0: Yeah, and I think Cost is an interesting thing because you're, especially in some countries, payrolls become a commodity, right? Take the U.S., for example. It's a very commoditized industry, lowest cost player often wins. On the global payroll space, around the complexity that's involved, it hasn't become such a commodity yet. But I wonder, as payroll becomes more strategic, gets involved in broader conversations around the overall business, do we think that we're going to see um, cost become a less critical part of the equation for vendors? And maybe John, do you, do you see it among our customers payroll
2: becoming a little more strategic? Um, yes, I do. I think you know, I think certainly we're hoping it will move towards a, a value discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can if you have a, a, a superior technology solution, you should be able to drive down the cost. But at the same time you should be able to increase the value of that data and that insight and that control you're able to offer your customers. That's something that we're very focused on. Clearly as a payroll vendor I don't want the cost to be rock bottom on everything um, but but clearly we understand that the, the lower you, you, you're able to offer your solution to customers the, the more customers you're likely to have. One other main thing that uh, that, I, that people ask me
1: is is it possible to have one single provider? Mm -hmm. and uh, what are the challenges for it. And um, I have been able to answer that yes, it is possible. (laughs) I'm in that situation and it has not challenges but benefits to it uh, that, um, that my team and I are very happy with. So then it is important to, I think, to have that message across to other businesses that yes, it is possible to have a single payer provider.
0: Yeah, and I think we, we see that kind of myth in the industry as well, as well, right? I think for the last 15 years, you've seen the industry move from everything's going to be local to let's get to aggregators and maybe focus our operations regionally. And now we're, we're moving into almost a unified solution ecosystem. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ricardo, John. This is a great conversation. Thank
2: you, David. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Payday, the global payroll podcast from CloudPay. Tune in next time for a candid conversation with Pete Tiliakos, an analyst from Nelson Hall, who's coming by to discuss his recent research into payroll trends and technology. Until then, visit paydaypodcast.net for more information and to subscribe so you never miss a Payday episode. You can also find us on iTunes. Just look for the Payday Podcast. I'm David Barak. Thanks for listening.